0: on world. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Insightful Principles. I'm grateful that you all are listening at this very moment. And what I would like to talk about today is the psychology of investing. This is a very important topic to discuss. The relationship you have with money is a direct correlation of how you think, feel, and behave when associating with it. Now this plays a vital role in the application with the psychology of your personal finances. What you tell yourself subconsciously ultimately affects what happens consciously when it comes to your finances. For example, if you have a belief that people that make a lot of money are bad, this will have an effect on your ability to accumulate money. However, If you have a belief that making money provides a sense of financial security, then most likely you will focus on building wealth over time. Now, if you all can please leave a review, rate, and subscribe on the platform you're using, that will be greatly appreciated. So the relationship we have with money starts from an early age by observing our parents and learning what they taught us about how to handle money. This is where a lot of our beliefs and behaviors start to form as we become an adult. For me, I would say my parents were mainly frugal, especially my dad. Uh, He always was looking for a bargain. And whether it was buying me a new pair of gym shoes or even clothes, he would always tell me, son, you need to shop shop around to find a deal. And that honestly is what helped me as I got older. And one money belief that my dad taught me was the envelope system, where he would have me label a certain number of envelopes. One envelope would be for charity. The next would be for saving. The third would be for clothing. And another would be for video games. Myself as a child, I loved playing video games, everything from sports to Call of Duty uh, I mean that was everything I played when I was when I was a child 2k and uh, With my mom she taught me to always get a second opinion and never settle for the first thing that I saw And these lessons taught me the importance of saving budgeting and buying items at a discount That I still apply today in my adult life now in order to improve your psychology when it comes to money or investing, I want to stress the point that it is vital to understand how our brains operate. Now think of your brain as two different interconnected systems. And in the first system, it's emotional and it's very instinctive. And what that system is, it lies in your uh della and what this side of the brain is doing is simplifying information and it allows you to make quick decisions. Now the other side of your brain in in the other system, that's associated with your prefrontal cortex. And that is slow, deliberate, and calculating. So that side of your brain is taking time to make a decision. So for example, if I'm asking you to solve 23 times 51 it's going to take you a little bit more time to solve that problem and think about the answer rather than if i ask you what is the uh number what is the total uh, at when i ask what is four plus four uh that kind of shows you how the brain operates as far as um when dealing with those specific scenarios and i wanted to bring that point up before i go into a lot of the traps when it comes to the psychology of your of if with investing is very important to understand how the brain operates and I also wanted to mention that you have to be aware of the habits you have formed over time from a child until now a lot of times we have to reprogram or rethink how we were taught to handle money now I want to go ahead and go over the psychological traps that stop us for planning for the long term, or when it comes to making bad financial decisions. Now, the first is using money to show status. You see this all the time, especially in the black community. Uh, you, we, we tend to, people in our culture tend to have to show the latest cars, clothes, shoes, or even jewelry. People tend to get caught up in the high consumption lifestyle that's marketed to us every day. What that does is it gives you the facade that your status shows your net worth when in reality, all it does is decrease it. Therefore, your focus shouldn't be on buying extravagant items, but it should be on acquiring assets and building wealth for the long term. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you can't buy nice things But do it in moderation and have the long-term perspective in mind. Another challenge is looking at your present self versus your future self. It's essentially the concept of um, imagining who you're going to be in the future and creating an emotional connection with your future self. When there isn't that emotional connection, this is what often stops us with planning for the future. Many times people will have a hard time investing 20 or even 30 years because there isn't a connection with their future self. One piece of advice I heard from a financial advisor on a webinar is one way to help with this is you can use an app that ages you over time and using that as a reflection of who you want to be in the future. It gives you a great perspective on actually looking at yourself and seeing how you will age over time and then aligning your financial goals where you want to look at what you're doing now financially and analyze how those decisions will reflect how you feel when you grow older. The next psychological trap is the concept of loss aversion. This is a very interesting concept. When I did the research on it, I Immediately related to what the research told me, because I know that this trap is very prevalent in the investor community. What this means is investors are so fearful of losses that they focus on avoiding a loss compared to making a gain. Research shows investors are twice as likely to feel the pain of a loss in comparison to the enjoyment of making a profit. An example of this is holding losers and selling winners within your portfolio. Investors will not acknowledge a loss until it's realized. In their eyes, it isn't a real loss until the investment is closed. Therefore, to avoid any real loss, an investor will continue to hold onto an investment as their losses increase. One reason for this is they will ignore the psychological fact of their loss as long as the trade hasn't been closed. Now, the negative effect of this concept is investors will hold on to a losing investment longer than they should, which in result leads to a bigger drawdown in their portfolio. So that's why you have to know when to cut your losses And also, a smart strategy to implement to minimize your loss and also to preserve your capital is having a stop loss. A stop loss is a set price you pick to sell your stock if it falls at a certain level. This is to prevent further losses, and it also helps with keeping more of your capital and equity within your portfolio. Picking a percentage for your stop loss is different for everyone. If you enjoy listening to podcasts like I do you probably have thought of creating one on your own. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you wanna share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show. Podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online, Enlisted listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and much more within minutes of finishing your recording. If you follow the link in the show notes, that lets Buzzsprout know we sent you. It also gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and it helps support our show. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's create something great together. But not losing more than 10 to 15% on each position is a number you can start with. Another way to avoid loss aversion is hedging an existing investment by making a second investment That's inversely correlated. So one thing I'm doing now in my portfolio is I'm adding more gold and silver because I do expect that inflation will increase this year uh, due to the stimulus checks that have been uh, passed out to millions of Americans with the recent uh, trillion dollar uh, stimulus package that was passed. And there have been two that have been given within this year and I think that when it comes to gold and silver, it's a hedge against inflation. So it, it gives me the flexibility to know that I have a hedge, you know, within my portfolio. Now, I also have tech ETFs in my portfolio where most of them are growth stocks and they tend to be negatively affected when inflation is high. So essentially, I am using a strategy to help offset some of the potential losses that i will have within my growth stocks and adding more commodities now the next uh, concept that stops us as investors is the hindsight bias which states investors that have accurately predicted an event in the past they believe that they can predict other events as well in the future and this can get an investor in a lot of trouble because They start to have overconfidence in making decisions on future investments. So, for example, if an investor suffers a loss, they may say that they have seen the coming and regret that they didn't react sooner. This hindsight bias may create a feeling of frustration or regret at not acting in advance of an event that moves the market. Now, an investor, they have to be mindful to choose stocks based on financial performance, and not predicting how current events will affect the future performance of securities so as an investor you always want to be very conscious on not getting caught up in the news and staying sound with your fundamentals and making sure that you're looking at your financial statements with the companies you're you're taking the time to do your technical analysis that's what's going to allow you to avoid the hindsight bias where you're not trying to time the market or make certain predictions. Now, the last concept that I wanted to go over that's a trap with the psychology of investing is the confirmation bias. And with the confirmation bias, it tends to lead people to validate incoming information that supports their pre-existing beliefs, and they reject and they don't even pay attention to any other information that contradicts against that. So essentially what an investor is doing is they're only seeing what they want to see and they're hearing what they want to hear. They're not looking at the full spectrum of their analysis or their philosophy, strategy when it comes to investing. They're just only looking at information that supports their thesis, but they're not looking at the disadvantages of their thesis. So you want to be very cognizant of this bias, because when you are in that mindset, it can allow you to uh, it can lead you to hold on to poor investments. When there's information out there, that contradicts the information that's available now. One of the last points here that I did want to emphasize is that, you know, some of the best strategies that wealthy people do is they spend 10 to 11 hours a month on learning, managing and planning their investments for the long term. They're actively engaged with their money and they're also actively involved so as an investor the way to avoid a lot of these psychological traps that i've discussed throughout this episode is you want to make sure that you're taking the time to learn the market that you're looking at the history you're finding ways to find an edge you're finding a competitive advantage you want to also manage your investments as well so you want to make sure that you're minimizing your risk you want to be aware of your loss aversion and making sure that you're implementing stop loss to uh, minimize the risk but also you want to preserve your capital that's very key you want to make sure that you still have money that you can invest in the future and you don't want to hold on to a loss for so long and lastly you want to make sure that you're planning your investments so make sure that you're taking time to look at your financial goals and being aware of the financial decisions you need to make today to be able to succeed 30, 40 years down the line with your retirement goals or with whatever financial goals you may have for your, for your life. So that wraps it up for this episode, everyone. I thank you so much for tuning in. Um, if you can please leave a review, subscribe, rate this podcast, I would greatly appreciate it. And I did and I want to thank you all for tuning into another episode of Insightful Principles and take care.